It's safe to say that everyone has probably struggled with their confidence at least once in their lives and will struggle with it again. Gaining confidence as you get older can be such a tricky, scary thing. And both Ayla and I have have experience in this area as we, along with probably every other teenage girl in the world, struggled with our confidence in high school and even for a couple years after. Growing up and gaining your confidence is quite the journey and it's really not always easy. Today, we sat down and took some time to remember what that journey of gaining self-confidence looked like. We discussed what life was like in high school and what we each started doing to build our confidence. Like Beth said, we both struggled with insecurities in our lives, but because we're Beth and Ayla, our struggles looked pretty different on both of us. So we really wanted to chat about that today and give you practical tips and tricks that we utilize to help grow our confidence. We're still not perfect in our confidence by any means, and believe me, some days it can feel like you're right back in high school again with your same insecurities, but trust me, you are amazing, capable, and you have every right to pursue confidence. So we're so excited to chat about this with you today, and we hope you leave this episode feeling refreshed and encouraged. So let's go. Welcome to the Art of Intention podcast with Beth and Ayla, two best friends turned creative entrepreneurs. This is a place for us to discuss everything business, friendships, and faith, and occasionally more. We're so excited for today's episode. We think you're going to love it. Stay tuned. Okay, so we're going to start with backstories, I think, Ayla, if you think that sounds like a good Ooh, idea. Love backstories. Um, perfect. So I guess I'm just going to dive right into mine. Um, yeah, I'm going to focus mostly on elementary school and high school. So, um, Basically, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so for me, probably middle of elementary school, I started. Um, I was always kind of shy, but I think my shyness really blossomed in the the bad way. Like I just got my shyness shy. blossomed. Whatever you want to <laughs> no, say. No, I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, um, it yeah. strengthened. It really had a chokehold on me. Um, mm-hmm. and then of course, just kind of felt insecure and was just kind of aware of. I don't know, I guess my shortcomings, what I believe to be my shortcomings. And then it didn't help that around fifth, sixth, seventh grade, I had some girls in my classes and also like a couple classes above me that would make comments and would do things that I would say were slight bullying for the way I would dress or how I looked. And of course, I was the only person like in all my class who had glasses. And so there was that going on. And there were just comments that were made over the years, as kids do sometimes. They don't have filters always when they should that really kind of cemented me having a bad Mm self-image. I didn't like how I looked, didn't like how I dressed, and I just felt like I was just the ugly duckling. Isn't it so funny that glasses have been in for years now too? Like everyone wants to wear glasses so bad. And you're just like, thanks. Thanks. Seriously. Like why wasn't it like that when I was a kid? I think even around like eighth grade, people started to say that like glasses were kind of cool. I'm like, okay, just shut up because since first grade, I've been bullied for it. So you can definitely go somewhere else. Yeah. Um. But anyways, (laughs) so around – and then, of course, the first year of high school was brutal because even if it was all in my head, there was still so much anxiety going to school, feeling like I was just so ugly and I just Mm – felt like people also would hate me because of that and it just kind of affects everything. I could just – bad self-image like I said. So first year of high school was like that. Second year was like that. Having friends helped because, you know, you can just kind of be like, well, they like me. You know, when you talk to a good friend, you can kind of forget your problems. So having people to talk with was helpful and great. But it was hard because I didn't – I was too shy to even speak in class. Like I wouldn't ask questions, wouldn't – if I got picked on I or like, you know, like to talk, I just felt like I was going to die. I didn't want anyone looking at me because I thought I was so ugly. 
And so it was just like that. A lot of people think that shyness is just because you're just, you're just shy. It's just a thing. But my, and that's true, but my shyness also came from not wanting people to look at me because I felt like if they did, they wouldn't want to like talk to me or they'd hate me or make fun of me. So I just did not physically want eyes on me. Um, But I wanted friends because, you know, it's that whole thing. Okay. So there's so much we could say about this and I really hope I can kind of explain this in a good way. I'll kind of walk through when my confidence started to change and what I did to change it and things that helped if that's okay. Yeah. Um. So basically, I kind of debated whether or not to say this. The truth is I kind of changed overnight and this is not going to be the case for everybody and there's lots of things that I did to help maintain it, but I quite literally woke up one day and said, I am so sick of being shy. I'm sick of hating myself. I quite literally decided that I was going to change and that I was going to yeah. feel different. And while that wasn't like perfectly did did the trick, it enabled me to make the necessary changes I needed to make and get past that first biggest mental block. So I don't – and again, I don't know how to perfectly describe it, but I'll do my best. So first thing I did was I did get contacts in high school when I was allowed to. I wasn't allowed to get them until I was 16, so I got contacts. And I just felt like, one, I do think I looked I look better without glasses. Um, I think other people have told me that as well. But whatever, though. Oh, but, um, I disagree. I've always – No, thank you. I mean, it's just because I've so known nice. you for so long. I remember when you got contacts and I was like, whoa, like – yeah. I just knew you so long with your glasses. Yeah. So I think at first, it's not like I didn't like it. It's jarring. I was just, yeah, it was different. And then whenever you put them back on for the first little bit, I was like, oh, they're, like that's Beth. Okay. You know, but yes, like, it's fair. not like I was like, no, you're terrible. Like, it wasn't that. It was just, I've always known you with glasses. So when you're wearing them, true. it's just like normal for me. Yes, but I get, family, I get that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Family, friends, best friends, people like that work. They had, they had said like, oh, it's weird seeing without glasses. Um, I did get one comment once where like one time I was swimming with my glasses on, I took them off and one guy was like, don't ever do that again. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh. Yikes. But I had to just get past that. I was like, I'm getting contacts. Anyways. So I got oh, the same year that I got gla- I could get glasses, I was also allowed to wear makeup. So to be fair, that overnight decision I had made, all these were happening as well. I was kind of right. like, okay, that's it. I'm not going to be self I'm just going to just – I'm going to change everything. I'm going to change how I dress. I'm going to change – like I'm going to get glasses, makeup, or contacts, makeup, all that stuff. And the first day I wore contacts, I had – probably I kid you not 10 people comment on how pretty my eyes were hmm. like that's also I'm not trying to brag I'm everyone's but eyes are gorgeous it's but, a confidence booster for a reason you're like thank you yes thank exactly you. yeah one girl and I'll never forget this was the biggest compliment she could she thought I was wearing colored contacts and she did not believe me that yeah. I wasn't yeah. I was like no these are just my eyes and she's like girl I never noticed how like blue your eyes were before that's like, true they do eyes. pop when they're like, in your glasses <laughs> they pop but and also like, like love it the glasses that were like that you got as kids were like the like the thick chunky yes. like they covered it you up dark. and then contacts were like mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah yeah mm-hmm. totally exactly and of course makeup with glasses isn't always the easiest thing so I also started wearing makeup and so yeah I, it was a decision but I also had the freedom to then start doing other things and I don't want to discount those other things because wearing contacts made a big difference getting just those few compliments all felt so good. And mm-hmm. um, not because I was fishing for compliments, but it was like, oh, wow, someone said something nice to me and complimentary yeah. of my looks, which up until that time did not ever happen. I didn't yeah. have people saying nice things about my looks. And then when I started wearing makeup, honestly, I did terrible because I never had any years of practice. So when everyone else was juniors in high school looking like freaking they were models with their makeup, um, I was just learning how, which was a little bit frustrating. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think we've talked about that a little bit before. How like if I were to ever have like children, I think I would probably let the girls at least do some more experimenting earlier with makeup just because I my, I love how my mom raised me, but I just think that it was a little bit rough. But either way, it was whatever. It's also kind of, kind of like a canon event. Like everyone goes through their first little yes. weird years. But I guess like, yeah, ours were later. A little I bit suppose. later. Yeah. In my no, opinion. that's fair. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, so um, – I'm going to touch on that now. So I think that doing things like doing your hair in a way that might be like trendy, nothing too drastic, but you know, trendy, doing your makeup, getting contacts if you have glasses, braces to fix your teeth. Maybe while you have braces, it's not that good, but at least, you know, you're fixing them. Those can actually help build your confidence while it's so fragile. And I know that people are quick to disagree on that. And they want to say stuff like, you know, hair and makeup is vain. You should find a way to love yourself as you are. You don't want to become dependent on that. And I'm going to talk about that because I I think that's true. But just to get past, if you are so deathly shy and have such self-confidence issues, you need some help to get past the overthinking in your head, just the constant right. worry and self-doubt and self-hate that you have. You need something that stops that. It's like a it's like a Band-Aid or like a painkiller. It's just something to help you get better or get to the stage of where you can get better, if that makes yeah. sense. And block out the things that are making it worse. That's really what it is. It was blocking out the stuff that made it worse so I could then focus on how to how to get better. So, all right. But – it is a valid concern. You don't want to become the one of those people who can't leave the house without makeup. And right. I started to get around the end of junior year, I started to um, start panicking uh, like I couldn't leave the house without makeup. Or maybe it was end of sophomore year. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I remember it was kind of for a while. Mm-hmm, like Because mm-hmm. again, it like point. you and I growing up together, when you're in the yep. eighth grade, we didn't care as much. Mm-hmm. And then I do remember – I mean, I was in a very similar boat. I think we were both – like fueling it a little bit of like, oh, we're going to the mall. Okay, we have to do this, this, and this to like look Mm -hmm. nice because suddenly we had gained this knowledge and it was kind of like, okay, we have to do this and this. So I think it was like, I remember that in you, but it was definitely in me as well, I think. Like we had learned this power and then we were like, we have to have it. No, I, yeah, I remember. We can't leave our, exactly. If we were going to, even if we were going to go to the store, there was probably some times where I want to put on makeup. Yeah. Yeah, it took us so long to go anywhere. That's annoying. (laughs) At least we both understood. But, but anyways, so that being said, if you have that concern, that's true. You want to make sure you get out of that. So what I did was I was like, well, I'm not going to go to school tomorrow without makeup. So I finished out the rest of the year wearing makeup and I told myself, and I think I shared with you, Ayla, mm-hmm. a couple of people, I was like, I'm gonna, just for accountability. I said, I'm going to go all summer without any makeup. And maybe that doesn't sound like a big deal, but again, I was to the point where I couldn't leave the house without makeup. And at at this point, it had been the thing that gave me confidence. So it was like a safety net. It was my savior. Like this was a big deal. And I wrote out a whole like mission for it. Like I wrote on a piece of paper, like what the challenge was going to be, no makeup except for maybe a special occasion. I think I don't – like in the summer my brother got married, I think, yeah. So I wore makeup for that and that was it. Um, And I said why I wanted to do it and then I said the other things I was going to try to do to gain confidence. And um, I'll kind of get to like what happened in a second. But yeah, I wore makeup twice that summer. Once was I believe I went on a date and I wore it. I think it was maybe my first date with Chad during the summer. And then I also wore it for Jed's wedding. So 
I wore it twice. The rest of the summer, I didn't touch it. And I spent more time outside. That was one of my challenges. I think that was Ayla, you and mm-hmm. I probably had a big summer at the lake that year. And I was outside all the time. I got really fit. Oh my gosh. I think that's when I started going to the gym. So oh, I started working out a yeah. ton. Oh, and we kayaked mm-hmm. a ton. Like I was yes. yoked at the end of that summer. Yoked. I remember that. So <laughs> yeah. true. So true. So yeah, I basically focused on fun, friendship, time in the sun and just like my body like I ate so healthy I was eating smoothies for breakfast I was like just doing all these other things that weren't makeup and stuff like that so by the end of the summer I was very fit had a ton of fun definitely grew my friendships and Mm -hmm. um I was also very tan and this is (laughs) I so when I was a really little kid I spent a lot of time in the sun and we were pretty tan little kids like tan blonde like that was just how we were but you know around elementary school like and then later like earlier high school and stuff I didn't spend a lot of time outside at all even in the summers kind of would but I but when I spent a lot of time in the sun I can get pretty tan so I was pretty tan and I just found out that like whenever I was tan I felt like I didn't need a ton of like makeup it just like I felt healthier my skin was healthier you'd my acne is gone whenever I'm in the sun because my my skin really likes to be in the sun same so right so I just found I so by the end of the summer long story short no long story long actually um by the end of the summer i liked how i looked better without makeup than i did with it and that mm. for me was like my turning point i never wore a full face of makeup really after that i think for my wedding day i did but like i just would wear mascara to school and i felt like it that was it i'd curl my eyelashes and wear mascara that was it i didn't do any foundation no spot correcting nothing maybe a couple times if i had like bad acne but i just from there on i just kept going with like being like exercising, being healthy in other ways. Um, I would do like take care of my skin rather than doing makeup. I wanted just my skin to be healthier with like diet and, you know, like just mm-hmm. taking care, like washing and stuff, having a good skin skincare routine. And then, um, yeah, so that was a huge turning point for me. And I felt like now I'm finally getting to the point where I have real confidence. I'm happy with myself. I know how to take care of myself. So sorry, that was so much talking. No, that's perfect. I, I love every minute of it. Okay, good. And I'll get into the other, the rest of the stuff too, but the rest of the stuff is a little bit shorter. One of the things I also was doing that summer was I wanted, um, I just prayed a lot asking God to like show me myself through his eyes and Mm. through the eyes of other people. Because again, with a lack of self-confidence often and the self-loathing comes you just thinking that everyone hates you. And that was something I struggled with a lot too, just in that like, again, I thought people just thought I was ugly and weird, like, like that kind of thing. So I just wanted, I was like, I had heard something in church where it was like, um, ask God for like his eyes or something. And I did that. And I was like, I, I want you to try to show me you through your eyes. So that helped a lot. I believe just through all of this and just reminding myself that, you know, he made me like this and that he thinks I'm great. And then, um, also the uh, little mindset shift of like, if I was really a terrible person, I wouldn't have friends. Like these people would not mm-hmm. be my friends. No one. And like when I'm, when I'm with Ayla, she doesn't make me feel like this. So I just need to spend more time around the people who don't make me feel this way. So I definitely dropped a few toxic friendships. Like yeah. there were a couple of friends in particular. Oh, I remember that. It was mm-hmm. smart, smart moves yes. on your part. Exactly. Yeah. So again, all of that, all of this is happening in one summer. Like I'm spending more time with people I, who made me feel good yeah. and yeah. I remember it like almost beginning to end like because yeah similar Mm -hmm. upbringings and I remember you said you were like I'm done like I'm done doing this and I think you challenged me to not wear makeup that summer and I was like no (laughs) I wasn't quite ready yet like we might not have needed to either yeah like whenever we were at the lake and stuff I didn't um yeah so uh, like it 
it was half and half. I was like, for sure. But I don't think I was maybe depending on it as much. I, agree. I don't know. Yeah, you were but, not as much as me, I don't think. Yeah, but anyway, no, I remember that. And then I I think I remember you like finally opening up about those insecurities. Because again, we didn't talk about it too much. Like when we no. hung out, it was just like fun stuff. But I remember you saying like what they, you know, what those girls were saying about my clothes and about this. And yeah. you were saying that about yourself. You'd be like, oh, like I hate like this part about me or I look this way. And I remember being like, girl, what? Like, what do you mean? Like, I had just never, you know, right? Like, your closest friends will never look at you and be like, she's ugly, you know? So I had never thought that about you. And I was like, what do you mean? And I was like, Beth, you have this long, luscious, golden hair and blue eyes. Like, And I think I remember, you know, we're like getting interested in boys. And I was like, you are everything that they're looking for. I was like, I'm short. I have this thing. Like, I, you know, like, but I just always remember I would like – hype you Hyped up because yeah you were like yeah. oh like this thing and I was like what are you talking about and th- those are the people to keep not to yes. like say I'm such a great friend but like you, were, you would you do the are. same for me you know we're teenage girls yes, and I was exactly. like oh I don't like this this and this about myself and you'd be like are you kidding like boys love that and like this is exactly. so cool and like yeah that's always like there was no room to tear each other down like whatsoever exactly. Yep, exactly. Well, exactly. And you were one of the biggest things in in all of this was, like I said, friends made a big difference, you being the main one, like uh, dropping the toxic friendships that would say stuff that were cutting or passive aggressive or like, well, backhanded, not passive aggressive, like backhanded. That doesn't that you can't have room for that. You can't have room for that. And it just takes one really good friend who goes, what are you talking? That's no, no. Like here's the truth. Here's what I see. Here's how here, you know, you're seeing this through warped eyes. So yeah, yeah, that was amazing. And I think Um, it speaks volumes that like you ate better, you got in the sun, you cultivated these good friendships. Funny note (laughs) about the sun. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. When we were growing up, right, I was always the tan one. Like, I just tan oh, yeah. quicker. Like, I naturally do tan like, sure. quickly, all mm-hmm. that stuff. And then that summer, I remember you got, like, well, we used to sunburn you so and then send you truth. home. <laughs> so that was the year we were, like, oh, we had a concoction. We were, like, do you remember? We were, like, dude, this is the year Beth's going to get tan. It was, like, yes. a team effort. And because we, like, also, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. in between when we were at the lake, I was at home. I was at home laying in the sun. Like I would yeah. go up to the roof and lay on the. Anyways, keep going. And we concocted. We were like, it has to be a mix of sunscreen and tanning oil. We have yes. to rotate. We have to spend time mm-hmm. in the water. Then we have to reapply. It was like mm-hmm. down to science, but it happened. Was, and then, but like that was always the thing. Like I was the more tan friend. Just yeah. the last time you and I were together, because you've been living in the land of sun and I've been li- living in the land of literally no sun. Our podcast photos hurt me a little bit because no. you're so much tanner than. <laughs> It is we weird. We got together and I was it like, was since weird. when? I was like, I'm that one was rough too. Like that was winter and I'd spent yeah. that winter and a lot of the previous summer actually inside. Like yes, I didn't get exactly. a lot of sunlight. Truth. And I was like, I'm literally see-through. I'm no, like translucent. Oh uh, like when. Yeah, because we um, were both wearing black in one of them and you just looked tanned. And I was like, bro- I was like, I can't stand next to you. I just <laughs> But I get that. Like last summer, Chris and I went um, home to California, soaked up the sun. And I see what you mean. I looked in the mirror and I was like, I don't need makeup. I'm glowing. I'm the epitome of health. And 
you know, like death. So true. Yeah. So well, it, that's like a real thing already for your confidence. It is. It's just being healthy yeah. on the inside. Too. Exactly. But well, and that it's just one of those things where, like I said, when I was a kid, I would play outside all the time. Like we were outside yeah. all this, and all summer. When you get more, like I don't know, as you get older, you don't really unless you choose to. And like so, you like you said, you were always tanner than me because your family had the cabin, and so you guys were up there like the whole summer or like for mm-hmm. longer periods of time. And I feel like you guys just did like things, and my family wouldn't. I feel like didn't do as much. Right. Um, we did a we did do a lot of inside stuff. Right. So when I finally started choosing to be outside, yeah, and I do remember that summer. That summer we were like, you're gonna get so tan, and I was like, we did. I was like, we're and doing it. We're like, oh crap. We're like, oh crap. It does work. Like you can get tan. I think everyone yeah. was shocked. But oh, that was fun. I miss that. No, want to go lay yeah. out in the sun with you now. Okay. Um. Sorry. Moving on. Yeah. Side note yeah. for all of you folks. So one more thing. I think this is like the last. There's like two more things that made a big difference as well. Um. One of the the next thing was I educated myself a little bit on fashion because like Mm -hmm. I mentioned before, one of the biggest things I was like bullied for was my clothing. I just, I just didn't dress fashionable. Okay. I was too busy having fun as a kid. And of course some bully had to come and point it out to me in like sixth grade. And ever since then I was always worried about how I looked. So I was like, okay, between Pinterest and looking at how my friends dress, I was like, I'm just going to learn how to dress really cute. And so I started, you know, Mm -hmm. gathering pieces of clothing that were really cute. And that the thing about that is I it's not because I wanted to like keep up with the Joneses. It was just about creating one less thing to worry about. And learning what it, you feel good in. Like Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to take that option of being bullied about that off the table so I wouldn't worry about it. So much of confidence for me was eliminating potential factors of bullying, taking away people's talking points basically. Yeah, and then yes. from there mm-hmm. I could slowly regain genuine confidence in who I am. And now, of course, I'll literally go to the grocery store in pajamas with no makeup. I don't care if I need to. But anyways, um, okay. So last thing. This is something that I did more so in the beginning of college, and it made a big difference. And that is having your photos taken by Mm. a professional who's really good. So one thing I always hated growing up was pictures of myself, school pictures I dreaded. I looked like crap. I had very specific things I hated about how my face looked. I just hated it. And I even thought I looked worse in pictures than I did in real life. And it was discouraged. It's discouraging. So I don't remember when it was exactly, but I had someone take photos of me, I think first year of college. And I they were a pretty good photographer. They were kind of new, but they were good at angles. And I thought that they were really, really good. So I showed them some inspo photos that I wanted. They took them. And when I tell you that healed something in me mm, wow. that had been broken my whole life. Wow. Like I, it, yeah. it is the epitome of being able to see yourself through someone else's eyes. All of a sudden, everything, my parents, my siblings, my best friends, everybody had been telling me for years. I was like, oh, that's how you see me. I, okay, I get, okay, okay. I guess maybe you do see me like that. Maybe you aren't lying to me. And I, I am telling you over the years as being a photographer, I've seen that happen to other people. Mm. I, like my own my own sister, not to like out one of them, but I took the their photos and they literally came back to me with tears in their eyes going, wait, that's how like, I, I, what did you do? Did you like change this photo? I was like, all I did was color correct. That's how you look, sis. And she's like, mm-hmm. no way. And I'm like, that's how we see you. That's I still what you use look the like. photos you've taken of me. Like, 
<laughs> you oh know, like, yeah. Good. I love that. And obviously, yeah. like, every photo shoot's hit or miss. Like, you're not going to love every single photo. But if you're really struggling with self-confidence, one of the biggest pieces of advice I can give you is look into all the things I was saying. Is there maybe – do you want to maybe, like, do some style changes? Do you want to try with some makeup? Maybe you just need to go get tan. Maybe you just want to, like, do some diet changes or some, you know, like, skincare routines. Whatever it may be, try to work on that. It's a real thing. Um, yeah. We, our, our faces are our first impression. Like when people meet you, you know they're looking at you. You have to like how you look. But after that, find a really good photographer and book a session, not a short one, one that gives you time to get comfortable with them. Bring inspo photos and let them work their magic and you're going to see yourself in a new way. So that's all I have to say on that to be honest. Wow. Oh, I loved that. I love that so much. I'm so excited to like yeah, get into my story and like bounce off because yes. some some areas we were so similar and then right. some oh so cool and yeah oh I have so much to say about what you just said so mm-hmm. I'll get into it oh. I'll reverse uh again like back to like backstory I this is gonna sound confusing because I'll get into it I wasn't that insecure about how I dressed but then sometimes I was so I don't know mm-hmm. it's confusing it's like a little bit of both but. I was really, really, really insecure in middle school and high school. Mm. Severely. I was very conscious about what other people thought of me, but not so much about my appearance. I actually, Mm. I dressed really weird. Um, I was like (laughs) as close to an emo kid without being full emo that you could be. I had the (laughs) rainbow of skinny jeans. I wore suspenders. I wore Converse that went up to my knees. I wore like a fake necktie. I wanted to be Avril Lavigne for a little bit there. Oh my gosh. Um, funny. My mom eventually let me put like red streaks in my hair, but like I, I couldn't dye it. Like I wasn't allowed to do the emo like hairstyle with like the bangs, but she let me get red streaks. And- the red streaks, can I just say, were a vibe. That was a, that was they a were chapter iconic. of life. They were iconic. I miss those sometimes. I'm sorry, Eli. Same. It's like- true. I it, you had that like I don't know and I think it was even like your natural hair you had like your natural hair color with them or something mm-hmm. it was like like then there was some sun bleach going on almost from like sitting on the sun I was like dude it was that's back like when iconic it was back when so growing up my hair was blonde it was actually yes. almost like your color and then it was like yeah. a dirty blonde which is what mm-hmm. color it would have been with the streaks mm-hmm. and then yeah like summer they would have lightened now this is my natural hair color right now mm-hmm. like it's yeah. black basically it's it very dark brown now <laughs> but um, also you've been in the sun less. So to be that's fair. true but yeah so like my mom let me put some red streaks in my hair I got hair feathers and I think I actually thought I ate with my outfits like when I got in Pinterest inspiration when I got a little older I would see the crazy Pinterest outfits and like the hair feathers and I was like this is great and I probably was not pulling it off like the way you know Pinterest dresses models and it flatters age. the models bodies and then I would do it and I'd be like this is great on my little 12 year old <laughs> to be fair I thought you rocked it like okay. I actually loved how you looked and I think that you were actually dressing in the way that was trendy at the time like oh, in those thanks. like in that Pinterest so I think you rocked it not gonna lie obviously we always look back at our own stuff and we cringe but at the time you had it going on. I'm just oh, saying. thank you. I look back and still think it was pretty iconic. Yeah. Like when yeah. I was in college, I thought like, who let me do this? This is cringe. I've come back around and re- like, I just, I love <laughs> expressing myself through clothes and I love that my parents yes. let me, like they let me yes. go crazy with the colors and I still dress a certain way. Like I, uh, yeah, I've always gone like anti-trendy. So like some stuff, I don't know. I still like to experiment with clothes that like wouldn't really go together and um, anyway, so it wasn't so much appearance and I wasn't that worried 
about makeup I was similar to you I wasn't allowed to wear it young and I think I wanted to start getting into it and so I may or may not have bought it when I went to the mall like any mall trips or shopping trips that were done without parents around Mm -hmm. I was buying makeup I was hiding it and I would like take it to school put it on in the morning and then wash it off and get picked up oh my gosh same not every day because that was a lot of work but yes it was some stressful too and people ask why like these days I wear winged eyeliner almost every single day and people mm-hmm. are like, how did you get good at it? It's because I've been doing it since I was like 14. And let me tell you, the first few years of it were no good, <laughs> no, oh not the same. But uh, yeah, like anyway, all that to say, I was actually really insecure about my personality and whether mm-hmm. or not people liked me. And some of them didn't, honestly, which didn't help. I do tend to want to be liked by the people I'm around. I don't have to be liked by everybody, but mm-hmm. I I was just really, really worried on if I was liked or not and if I had an annoying personality. Uh, mm. And part of it also kind of stems from like being bullied in middle right. school. And I was honestly, I know I'm very aware I was a weird kid. I still am a weird kid. I'm a proud weird kid forever. <laughs> but I also went homeschooled into public school and – Granted, I, I'm probably not the weirdest of homeschooled kids, but like, you know, I was adjusting yeah. to this whole new crowd, like this whole new way of life. I I didn't know some of the jokes they knew or whatever. Yeah. And the thing is, I've talked with people about how I like transitioned from homeschool into public school and how I was a weird kid, but I think I was weird anyway. Like my sister mm. also went from homeschool to high school and she's normal. <laughs> like she, oh like she's always had her life super together, been a really good student. Like I think it just happened naturally for her. And uh like, I was just a weird weirdo, like, always have been. So, but, uh, like, I wasn't very liked in my original, like, homeschool group. Bethy talked about this, like, a little bit of bullying. Yeah. So then I go into public school, and I actually really nicely was kind of, like, adopted into this friend group pretty quickly, which was really good news. Like, that was good. It turns out as the years went on, they didn't like me very much, and that's fine. Crazy. Like, I actually, no shade to them, because I kind of get it. Like, they were already a group. And then I kind of joined into it and I was like different. Like, I feel like eighth grade was pretty chill and innocent. And then later as everyone went into high school, I definitely walked up to them talking about me one day and that shifted it because I was already so worried about if I was liked. It was actually to the point um, I would research different bands, different band names, topics, whatever, enough to where I could come up to fake a conversation and like pass. So I would know all the band singers and names and albums and their most popular songs and their least popular songs to be able to say it. It was like alien behavior. I was like, I don't actually know any of this stuff, but I'll research it so that I can participate in a conversation and that people will like, like me Wow, that's all crazy. through high school. That was all the way up like till the end of high school. I'd research like, I liked rock music and stuff, but their music can be very gatekeeping between people. So even if it was a band I didn't know that well, like freaking Linkin Park or something, I actually love Linkin Park, but like, <laughs> you know, I would, I would research all the band members' names and their albums so that if I said I liked them, I wouldn't be caught shy without the information. Like, oh my gosh, I was just that's like, so crazy. That's so much to have to deal with. Yeah, no wonder I was failing certain classes. I was like <laughs> doing Jeez. all this stuff. But yeah, any day, one day, it was my freshman year of high school. I like walk up to where my friend group at the time's eating. And it, you, you know, when you walk up to a group yes. and they've been talking about you, you just know. Okay. And I heard my name and I saw like their heads lower and their eyes are looking at me. And I was like, what do you, and I said, I was like, hey, what's going on? Like, what are you talking about? And they said, oh, someone else named Ayla. My name's Ayla. There's oh, no please. one else, you know, like there was no other. There's literally no one else at that school named Ayla. Not yeah. Name. So, and I think I, I was way 
I don't know. I just pretended stuff like that wasn't true. So I still just ate lunch with them, which I should have just left because well, then it was so, but I didn't know. I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just kind of clear. And it felt like the old bullying days all over again. Yes, and like they exactly. weren't bullying, but I was like, great, these people don't like me either. So it's it kind of, it's, it's unfortunate when you have these insecurities that aren't real, but then they are, then it does happen, you know? So I don't really remember much of like what the rest of that year was like. But eventually, I think my sophomore and junior year of high school, I made other friends that really stuck and they were good. Like one of my other best friends, Caitlin, that's when she and I got really close. And Caitlin was like such a savior in that time because she was in my grade because that was the other thing. Like I was solo without you my freshman year of high school because we were in different grades. Oh, my gosh. That's why. That that was rough. We would have been inseparable, I think, had we been in like the same grade. But we were in different ones. And so Caitlin was in my schools then, yeah. 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 Different schools for a minute. So Caitlin was in my grade and the power of, yeah, making a good friend was so good. It suddenly was different. We didn't have to worry about that. In fact, I think I heard people gossiping about her once and I was like, no, like that's my friend. Good. You don't participate in it just naturally because you're like, no, I like this person. And through her, I made like a few other friends who, yeah, the whole didn't judge and just accepted me as I was. And that was huge in gaining confidence. I didn't have to pretend. It sounds so cliche, but for a while there, it literally felt like I was waking up and putting on a fake skin. Wow. And then That's taking crazy. it off when I got home. I could I would, I could not be myself. Like I, I, and it's so weird because I dressed how I wanted and like did my hair how I wanted and all of that stuff. And later when I wore makeup, I did my makeup how I wanted, even if it was crazy. So weirdly, I didn't connect those two. It was all my personality, but it still felt like I was waking up and being a fake person. And then finally, like second half of high school, I could be myself again. So that was like, uh, yeah, that was like a big deal. Things got, and it it was kind of like that until I started college. It got better, but I still had a a couple years to go. Like I was still very aware of how people behaved when I entered the room. It actually wasn't until, um, I've talked on the show a little bit about my time with YWAM or Youth With a Mission. It wasn't until then that I finally trusted being in groups of people again. Groups made me really nervous because I was like, I was just so observant on how they reacted when I spoke, when I entered, when I left. I observed everything to see if they liked me or not. Like over, Um, like almost over um, observant. Yeah, through all of high school and college. And I waited any minute for somebody to say something that like let it out that they didn't like me. Because wow. girls keep it very secret. They're like, yeah, That's you can true. have lunch with us. Yeah, you can do this. We hate you. But sure, yeah. you can do all this. And so I was just like, every group I was a part of, even through college and stuff, I was waiting for the day they told me that like they actually didn't like me until wow. I yeah, flew overseas and lived in community. Because I remember talking to God and being like, God, I think you and I have to do this solo because I can't do this again. Like I can't be in a group where like people are going to come out that they don't like me. Then it was fine. I got there and realized adults don't behave that way. Or, you know, we were all like 18, 19, 18, 19, 20, but it was just a lot less gross. Like it was fine. College age. Yeah. Is a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that helped a lot. And now I really can't remember the last time I thought that way. Like I've got to just be so myself since then and really figure out who that self is. Cause I don't have to like, yeah, like pretend who it is. And I think one of the ways it, it started, um, this is like a random story about like starting college, but it's one of the ways that what I loved about college was yeah, people are different. It's not as clicky. It's not as gross as high school. If you're sitting alone, they're not like, who's the stupid loser sitting alone? It's college. So they're like, oh, oh they're just like by themselves. You know, like you're, you, 
eyes are immediately off you and everyone's kind of doing their own thing more and everyone's dressing their own way. Like it's a lot more chill. So I remember, I don't know if you remember this, Beth, and if this is a universal experience, but in the bathrooms at high school, it was like a thing that like you were embarrassed to be like peeing, even though it was a bathroom, you were still embarrassed I think so, yeah. So girls, in the girls' bathroom at least, you would turn on the hand dryer and then go pee. And it was super normal at our high school to like walk in, hit the hand dryer, and then like go pee. Yes. And then if you you were a new girl entering and it turned off, you hit it again so that it was always running so we didn't have to hear each other pee, which was great. I was all good with that. I get to college. My first day at college, I have to go to the bathroom. No one's doing that because it's college. And I sat there in the stall and I was like, you know, freaking what? I'm 18 years old. I need to just pee. Like I need to like, (laughs) I'm in the world now. Why am I embarrassed about something that literally everybody does? Like, here we go. And then I didn't care about like, (laughs) and it was like that on a whole different scale. All these dumb little things that are embarrassing for no reason in high school. don't matter anymore and college also helped my confidence in a weird way because you're in college now you don't always have the time or energy to put yourself together to curate your outfit to curate your makeup and to perfectly curate how I was going to look or act that day sometimes you show up in your comfy clothes your hair's unbrushed no makeup on and you have to get through the day because that was the other thing Like, like I said I wasn't too appearance worried but also because I liked clothes and hair so much I think I would freak out if I didn't get to dress that way. Like I remember flashback to high school. I straightened my hair every single day (laughs) for years. Oh my gosh, I remember that. I I did the flippy like hair flip. And there was one day I think uh, I had left my hair straightener at a friend's house and we had to go to church and I was panicking that I had to go to church without straightening my hair. I like – I actually tried to like tell my family I wasn't going and tried to get out of it. And they were like, since when do you try to not go to church? And I finally told my mom, I was like, I can't straighten my hair. Like I can't go. And she was like, um, so I figured (laughs) something out. Like I had to do something. Right. So then fast forward college, sometimes you show up and your hair's not done. Things aren't done. You have no choice, but to just get through the day. And I think it is some of that harshness, that tough love of like, actually nobody cares as much as you do. They really don't especially when it's people who didn't bully you in high school, but it's strangers. Exactly. They don't care what you look like at all. And that that helped a ton. Like I was able to to chill out like a lot on that. And also uh, this is like kind of random, but Beth, what you said about learning about like fashion and hair and makeup was yeah. huge. Something I'm actually dabbling in right now, fast forward to now a little bit, mm-hmm. as far as confidence and appearance goes, is really starting to learn clothes that flatter you. And that it's okay to hunt for clothes that flatter you. Like for me, I think I've told you before, I get really uncomfortable in light colors. Yeah. And wearing like white. Like it was almost to the point where I was uncomfortable on my wedding day because of white just because I don't very much and I don't love how it makes me look. Nobody else cares. But I've just learned. I'll still wear it now and again. But now I know that I think for my skin tone and my features, dark colors like suit me better. And oh, for the longest time, a couple years ago, you know, my body's changed over the years and I would keep trying to buy these like shape, shapeless shift, like t-shirt dresses that were super yes. trendy on yeah. like tall, tall and like thinner models. They looked beautiful. And on me, they were never looking right. And it's because like my hips are bigger. My thighs are a little bit bigger. So the dress doesn't do this like pretty shapeless thing. It actually just like makes me look more like a door. Like so- it actually was making me look it was just unflattering, right? And hugging the wrong areas, but like not being in the right ones. And you can get so down on yourself that it's you because you don't look like the model in the picture. 
But then actually I got a dress that was like a little bit waist cinching and went this length. And suddenly I was like, yeah. oh, oh, like, yeah. wow. And it's so, it's not vain to figure out what looks best on you. If that's going right. to have confidence, if you and- put something on and you're like, oh gosh, my body's terrible. And then you put something else on and it looks great. It's just because it flatters you more. And those rules exist for yeah. a reason. Exactly. That's so interesting. That's such a good point. And I think that like naturally as we get older, we start to notice that. And it's also good in the business world because um, a really good trick is like if you're in the business world, you want clothes to look like they were tailored, aka ones that are actually flattering to you. It just gives a more put together, um, kept up look. Yeah. And even for like job interviews and stuff. Yeah. If I – whenever I've dropped a resume off somewhere, I make sure I'm in an outfit that one looks, you know, good and – professional all that but makes me feel good because it's like what you said yeah. way back in the day Beth when you started making those changes like glasses or um, contacts instead of glasses suddenly I don't have to worry about that anymore yes. if you're going into a situation where you're nervous like an interview or dropping off a resume if you eliminate anything that'll bother you yes. like wear an outfit that makes you feel confident do your hair in a way that you know you like do your makeup in a way you know you like not to hide but then you just you don't have to worry like for me I actually so I'm preaching about this I'm actually very self-conscious about my eyebrows um <laughs> leave me alone <laughs> they I have dark hair and I have invisible eyebrows so a big part of my makeup reg- regime is to like is to like do my eyebrows I don't overdo them like crazy I just like fill them in a little Wait, bit real quick i think it's regimen i don't Did think I say regime regime's like, like, like a, a place regime. isn't it <laughs> <laughs> i said that and i was like i don't know if that's right but i'm gonna keep I mean, going i don't I regiment just like regiment going. yeah regiment regime. Or whatever. regime you're like the nazi regime of Sorry, moving on. I could have said nothing, no, but I just no, thought it was too funny. I appreciate the correction. Everyone else probably appreciates the correction. I love my makeup regimen. I think anyway. I was my makeup regime from now. All right, go ahead. What am I thinking? Routine? I don't routine know. Routine and I... regimen probably together. Yes, that's you're welcome. Yeah, that's what happened. I know you so well. No, yeah, no, we'll, we'll go with that. Um, anyways, uh, wait, wait, wait. I looked up what regime means. Oh no. A regime is a government, especially an authoritarian one. <laughs> My eyebrow authoritarian government. Wait, I want to look up regimen. Sorry. I were taking a sidebar, you guys. <laughs> I'm sorry, I loved what you were saying, but let me No, that's I love it. Regiment is, yeah. It's more like a system or a pattern, but it yeah. also is step typically applies to an army. <laughs> So you would apply regiment to a regime. Okay, it's just routine. It's routine is the right way to say it. We're done. Okay, wait, well, keep I'm, going. I'm so, so sorry for interrupting. No, I that literally was... have tears in my eyes right now. Okay, no, no, thank you. Oh my gosh. Fun anyway, doing my eyebrows is a big part of the mm-hmm. routine. And I don't know what implemented that insecurity. I watched tons of beauty guru videos back when they were first getting popular. Yeah. And it was always like they did their eyebrows. And then yeah. 2016 was the big like eyebrow year. Like you had to have them done. Yeah. And I just never quit that. Like I, right. I just – I still – if I could permanently have them on in a way that looked natural. Like I'm not about like plastic surgery or anything like that. But some days I'm like I wish to. they could just be there, be there because with just my darker hair, I feel like it looks better. Anyway, uh, and that was, that was super 
the first little bit that Chris and I were married, I'd get up and like go do them. Not in a fully done way, like not fully done, like going to work. But like I would take just like a little bit of leftover powder on the brush and at least get it in there so they didn't look invisible. We were married. I was a married woman. Or at night, I just like wouldn't wash them (laughs) off. Okay, I'm dead. That's okay. You know what? It was just, it was you looking presentable for him that's sweet thanks but it's gotten to the point like that's still something i prefer to do i'd still rather not go to work day without it but like if we go to the store that's fine or if i if we see friends like that's fine if i'm not fully done but it took a long time to get there like still yeah you know i'm 26 and that's still something like it it can be a long journey but it's not nearly as debilitating as it would have been in high school if i didn't get do my makeup the way i wanted or or whatever but uh yeah and i don't yeah so I was going to say, I don't think finding confidence is necessarily about loving every single thing about yourself. You have no yeah. – suddenly thinking you have no flaws. It's more so just being confident. And if you have a little – And just being it. able to – Yeah, and being able to still function to the best of your ability. And if there's little things you want to do, like your eyebrows every day and you're never going to change that, then there you go. That's fine. Yeah. And like something else that helped that, again, when I w- had my time in YWAM, I went to like, you know, you have lectures, like you live in community lightning and then we had lectures just like school every day. And I did my makeup as normal. And again, I don't wear very heavy makeup. Like I do my brows. I usually have sport a winged eyeliner and like mascara. That's pretty much all I do. But I was still doing that pretty much every day showing up. And there was one day I just decided not to and I decided to do none even no eyebrows, which was like a huge deal. And I can't explain it. I just woke up one day and I was like, I think I'm just going to go like this, you know? And we happened to kind of do like a team building encouragement kind of exercise. It was actually, um, maybe that was part of the reason I didn't wear any, but the topic we were talking about that week was identity and what Mm -hmm. you put your identity in. Is it in Christ? Is it in how you look? Is it in who you date? Like who, what's your identity? And one of the exercises, this is so like such a, I don't know, Christian kid thing to do, but I actually encourage everybody to do it because it it can speak volumes. And this was actually one of the last things that I had to say. It kind of goes with Beth, what you said, like asking God who you are and how he sees you. Um, We showed up and she had been building up to this whole thing like all week about your identity. What's your identity in and how people put too much identity in their bodies, in their own selves. So we show up and she actually has a sit and like write a list of what we believe about ourselves and like negative things we believe about ourselves. Like what are lies you believe about yourself and some of the stuff I wrote personal and looks like whatever, you know, if you want to get super dramatic with it, it's like, I'm ugly, I'm this or whatever. And then the next part of the exercise was actually read it out loud to a group of people. And then they went list by list and affirmed what was true about you. Oh my gosh. It was super powerful, like a super powerful exercise, super vulnerable because you have to talk to like other people about it. And mine, again, were more personal. Like I I was still worried that I was like annoying and stuff. So those were like some of the things I wrote down and just whatever else I was going through that I wrote down. And the group I was in, I don't think I put ugly because it was never that dramatic, but like, you know, I put else, whatever else down. And I remember one of them was annoying and a couple of my friends in that group were like, what do you mean? Like, since wow. when? You know? And they got to affirm, like, no, you're actually Dude. so much fun to be around. You make us laugh. Amazing. You make us do all this stuff. And then w- the leader who was running our little group said, guys, I want you to acknowledge, like, Ayla showed up completely without makeup today. Can we talk oh. about that? And they were like, we all noticed. You look so good. Oh. And one girl who was, like, a mentor of mine took me aside personally. And she was like, I just want you to know 
you look amazing right now. Like, you oh look stunning. And she's like, I feel like you let some of your guard down today. Because like I said, I was nervous in group situations. I, I wanted to put on this super cool, unbothered persona. Like, I don't care what you think about me. Like, I don't, yeah. whatever. I put up this huge structure that I didn't want to get too close to anybody. And she was like, you showing up today looking like this, not having any makeup on, you look so like pure and like vulnerable and you just like you look stunning she was like you should show up like this every single day and that meant so much to me like to learn that about my personality and looks like it was just such a powerful exercise and you don't need a group of people to do that I've encouraged other people before to write stuff down about themselves that they think and then ask God what the truth actually is so write down do you think you're you know fat do you think you're too short do you think whatever then sit down and ask god about every single one of those like is that how he sees you probably not like Mm -hmm. he made you this way but then also to ask like what the truth is if you think oh like my friends don't like me do they not like me and he goes i've created you with light i've created you with joy i've created you to make people laugh and if the people around you don't get that you're not around the right people you know so Mm, that was like the last like Yeah. So, and then, sorry, the last way to kind of end it is to take that, like take all that and then carry yourself the way you want to be portrayed. Uh, Mm, Because I was nervous in group situations. If you walk into a group situation with your head low and your hood up and maybe you do dress dark and you do look like you don't want to be talked to and you put your head down and then you think, oh, nobody likes me. Duh. You're being (laughs) like, you're, you're putting yourself out there in a way that doesn't invite people in like just basically you carry yourself the way you want to be portrayed so if you carry yourself like nobody likes me oh they think I'm annoying oh this that's probably how you're gonna sound but if you walk in being like here's my friends we're gonna laugh like we're gonna have a good time I'm wearing an outfit I like things are good that's probably a lot more of what you're gonna put out so yes um and yeah it's all about like decide how to carry yourself at the beginning of each and every day if you struggle with your confidence I love that. Oh my gosh. Everything you said is so beyond spot on and so inspiring. And it's the exact, I feel like that's exactly what I wanted to have taken away from all of this. And it just like you were saying, if you don't put yourself out there in a vulnerable way um, or carry yourself in a way that portrays some confidence in what you want, then you're not going to give the chance for people to mm-hmm. compliment you without makeup and then start to get confidence there. Or Um, If you don't have an open mind and be a little bit confident to say a joke, people are never going to laugh with you. So you're not going to find – like because I I also had a little bit of worrying that people wouldn't like me. um, So I never talked to people. And then when I started to just be like, I'm just going to – like part of my challenge when I woke up and I was just like, I'm not going to be shy anymore, was like I'm going to talk back. If someone says hi to me, I'm going to try to actually have a conversation rather Mm -hmm. than just be like hi and turning around. And I was like, wow, people are actually like, I'm having fun talking to people, like guys, girls, like all age groups. It was amazing. So if you don't put yourself out there, like Ayla said, you're not going to ever have the chance to kind of heal and grow in that way. Yeah. Well, it's like I talked about it a while ago. We we talked about like overcoming shyness um, a while ago. And something I talked about there that applies here is like inferior pride. And it is a version of pride to sit there and be like, nobody likes me. They're never going to want to talk to me. And that's different than when your confidence is low. And especially maybe if you've been hurt before, like I'm not saying you're never allowed to feel that way, but it is a version of pride. I think eventually when you sit and you stew and you bubble in it and you think, and you kind of think you're being better than other people. Yeah. If you're like, Oh, like I don't want to bother them. Like I don't want to, it's, it's almost, if you get too deep into it, it can be that. But 
but I also get it when you're 13, 14, especially for girls, but for young boys too, no one's confident. Everyone's just stumbling through. Everyone's just trying to figure it out. And yeah, I do believe in the power of kind of like, I don't know if this will work for everyone, but I definitely believe in the power of like waking up, look in the mirror, do something, get out a journal and start writing down who you, who you are. And even if you don't believe that you're that self, like say you're like, I want to look in the mirror and say I'm beautiful, but I don't quite feel like I can do that. Who you want to be. Who, who do I want to be? I want to be beautiful. I want to be fun. And then um, mindset change is a huge thing. This goes into more mental health, but start talking about yourself in a different way. Say I had depression instead of I have yeah. depression. I, I used to feel like I was fat, not I feel like I'm fat. Like, right? Like mm-hmm. it's all about even if you don't believe it, I had to start saying things about myself that I did not believe at all. And part of it was not being annoying around other people. That was my biggest security. I just had to start saying people like me, even if I didn't believe it at all inside, it had to be like, people like to be around me. I have friends. Like what you said, Beth, I have friends. So obviously I'm liked, obviously Mm -hmm. I have a reason to be confident. And it's so crazy what the power of what your words have to your own self. So like start writing it down, get into the mirror, start saying it in the car Oh, and, uh, oh, sorry. Oh, man. Get away from self-deprecating humor, too. Oh, yes. Like, I'm, I mean, I still kind of, like, do it now, but I've kind of come around. The self-deprecating humor of, oh, it's just because I look this way or, or whatever, like, oh, I'm so alone, haha, or, oh, it's because I feel so sad, haha. Like, I actually spent a few years where I was not allowed to make those jokes about myself because- Good. Yeah, and and I was surrounded by people who wouldn't let me make those jokes about myself. Uh, I'm trying to think of some examples that make sense, but just like, oh man, like I feel so gross. I want to kill myself. People would be like, no, you yeah. don't. And it sounds dramatic, but like when you're building your confidence, language like that is not allowed. Not or good. like, oh, I ate a lot of food. Oh, I feel fat. No, you're not. You're not yep. though. And I'm not saying you always have to nitpick yourself that way. I'm just saying if you're struggling with your confidence, start by how you speak to yourself and speak about yourself because it has a lot of power. So Exactly. Spot on. 100%. Man, I really loved this conversation. And uh, helping others with their self-confidence is so, so near and dear to my heart. It's really important to me. And I think sometimes I look back and wish I hadn't struggled with it at all um, because of, you know, some of the past hurt and opportunities missed. But that's just not reality. I did. And um, I think all those years of tackling my confidence, working on it, uh, plays a huge role in who I am today. And I think, I hope over the years helps me help others more than I would if I had never struggled with it at all. Yeah, 100%. If you listening, if you're currently in that place, if you're nervous to go to school, oh gosh, I don't miss those days. (laughs) But if you're nervous to go to school or to work, and if you've been wanting to grow and work on it. If you kind of have a moment like Beth said she had where you're like, you know what? I'm done feeling this way. We're here to tell you that gaining self-confidence and your confidence is not only possible, but it's a pretty incredible journey and a lifelong one. Even though reading of insecurity and gaining confidence takes time, it's really worth it to hop on that path as soon as possible. Honestly, start asking the Lord what he thinks of you. Surround yourself with people who love you, who care about you, and start teaching your own self that you're loved, you're worthy, and it's time to start thinking these good thoughts about yourself. 
Yeah. At the end of the day, we are our own worst enemy and the people around you probably aren't having the same thoughts about you that you are. Today, we want to challenge you to go to your mirror or sit with a journal or honestly, maybe even find a group of friends if this is something you're comfortable doing the exercise Ayla talked about earlier with Yeah. Um, and find as many kind things to say about yourself as possible. You can speak your insecurities to your friends and kind of go around in a circle and share what you love about each other and knock mm-hmm. down the insecurities for each other. Just teach other people how you see them and in turn, you'll get the same thing. Um, and we promise it works wonders. If you're a fan of the show and what we do, we want to keep doing this. So it would mean the world to us if you left your five-star rating and a review wherever you listen. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Zencaster. We'd love to hear from you and what you think of the show so far. All right. Be sure you're following us on Instagram at Art of Intention Podcast and check every Tuesday for a new episode. Bye. Bye.